Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organize Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me was reborn as a podcast in 2020 to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organize Curate Design, I welcome you to season two, another year of sharing the stories of inspirational women. Welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today, I have with me Lara Scolari. Lara, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honoured to be asked. It's lovely. Thank you. Now, we um, are going to be chatting all things art and lots of things about art. And I, I know that our listeners cannot see anything because this is a uh, audio medium, but I, I can already see such beautiful, vibrant colours and things in the background. So I can't wait to get started. But let me share a little bit about you with our listeners. Australia's most exciting emerging contemporary visual artist, Lara Scolari's gestural paintings have been Um, have made a serious splash on the international art scene. Influenced by major artistic figures such as Brett Whiteley, Helen Frankenthaler, John Olsen, um, Hans Hoffman and Mark Rothko, Lara has developed her own distinct approach to the abstract expressionist style where a variety of media developed um, developed experimental techniques and processes are used to create depth through exquisite transparent layers that reveal hidden dioramas. Featuring organic forms and fluid shapes, her stunning works are inspired by memory, meditation, music, and the cultural essence of Australia. Each of her eye-catching paintings feature a beautiful translucent veiled colour palette that reflects the natural landscape. Lara's coveted artworks explore multi-layered organic forms, lines, shapes and compositions that create an unveiling space for contemplation and a resting place for thoughts. Her use of tonal combinations with a rich and luscious colours has been a hit with some of the world's leading interior designers, including the multi-award winning Greg Natale, who has purchased Lara's exquisite pieces for many of his A-list clients. Lara was recently featured in the Australian television network SBS documentary, Why Diversifying is is the Key to Lara Scolari's Artistic Successes, as well as Real Estate Lifestyle in My Place with Abstract Expressionist Lara Scolari. And together with many other print and online media networks showcasing her exciting work and her incredible journey thus far. From North America, across to Europe, Asia and Australia, Lara's award-winning artwork is represented in public and private collections throughout the world. Yay! Where do we get? Where do we start? Oh, where do we <laughs> now, Lara, for anyone who has been like an avid listener of the podcast, they will already Hold have on. heard your name because Just we having a bit of have, breakout um, sudden. We've heard about you a little bit through a previous podcast, um, but we'll talk Hold about on. that in a moment. Um, there we go. That's better. Sorry. Just, um, yeah, no, I know we've got a bit of. If anyone's listening and we're a bit glitchy, um, sometimes the internet isn't our friend but I think we're okay Okay. um so can we just take a step back a little bit when when did 
art, and art is such a broad term, but when did it become part of your life? Are you one of those people that were magnificent as a child, as an artist? Or what, what I don't story? know if I was magnificent, um, but I was very lucky and I definitely had, um, I've always loved it. It's always been a part of my life. I was very lucky. My mother was an artist and my dad was an industrial chemist for a, a paint company called Matisse Derivan, who still make Matisse colours. It's an Australian um, artist brand. And you yeah. would have paint everywhere, all over the house. Oh, amazing. Beautiful paint as well um, because he was taking colours and she was painting and there'd be sample tubes and half tubes that didn't feel properly at work or what have you. And um, I was encouraged at a very young age to paint, to use it and to use it liberally. And um, that's something that was is really being instilled in my practice. Even when I was going to art school later in life, um, I was always... I couldn't believe people were scrimping and saving their paint. Or I was like, oh, just yeah. use it, just use, use it. it. So that sort of liberal um, generosity has been informed from a child, Has was informed from a child from my parents. So I was very lucky to have that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So even I can That's remember. So, and when- and it, it is really lucky because, you know, um, unfortunately art as a whole, the arts, and I'm talking right the broad range of the arts, yes. is something that not everyone, in, even in Australia, has the opportunity to really embrace because it's through the schooling system, it can be a budget issue, that there can be so many restrictions well, that you have. Space. There yeah. needs to be space to either be a dancer or a writer or, or like um, being a visual artist like myself. You need a space where you can actually, you know, create a mess or, or mm. um, work, you know, and I, I always had that space welcome to me. Even when I was a, a kid, I think I was about, I don't even know, 10 or 12, um, I wanted to paint this mural on my bedroom wall. Now, no other parent in their world would have loved that. I was going to say, I don't know I if I'd let my kids There was that. no problem. Paint a mural, have a mural. <laughs> See, that is the designed best. it and I painted it and I loved it. <laughs> How long did the mural stay up for? Pardon me? How long did the mural stay up for? Oh, well, I think until we moved. I think some. some oh, wow. So you didn't paint over it, it a couple of times. So it, it was just you loved it. That That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. Well, what a fantastic opportunity to kind of have that as as the roots of you and your childhood and your upbringing and, and just to have that freedom of expression, which has well and truly given you the foundations of where you are today by the sounds of it. Absolutely. So we in your bio, it talks a little bit about abstract expressionists in, in, I guess, a more formal sense. But how would you describe it to your day-to-day person who hasn't heard that term before? I personally... Haven't really heard the term before, but obviously reading through, I kind of get a better understanding now. Yeah. But how, how do you describe abstract? Well, expression? abstract expressionism, I probably didn't realise I was an abstract expressionist painter and still, until I studied and worked out that, you know, um, it was a movement, but basically it was aimed at, sub, you know, subjective um, and emotional expression um, with sort of more emphasis on the act of painting, necessarily the painting itself, so more about um, feeling feeling the painting. They call um, abstract expressionist painters like action painters. And when I'm actually in the studio and I'm painting, I'm actually quite meditative and I really try to let that energy that I'm feeling and that joy that I'm feeling in creating come through in my work so then the viewer gets a piece of that. So it, it, Abstract expressionism is 
sort of action painting where you're talking about the energy of the actual creation, not necessarily what itself. It's um, it's it's a hard one. So Jackson Pollock was a famous abstract expressionist. Yeah. And do you find that when you are in that moment, that when you when you step back, so in that moment, do you mm-hmm. find that you create the entire piece in the moment, or oh, is no, it something no. where? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and my paintings take me ten weeks. Oh wow! Like, yeah, because I was going to say some of your pieces are huge, so I can't imagine that. That's it's like not necessarily the size; it's the depth. So when I create the paintings, they each take about 10 weeks and there's up to 40 layers of media. So that means I will paint that picture 40 times or, um, you know, add line, add tone, add, you know, form. So what I do is I I lay the paintings down flat in the studio and I, I start with layers of archival ink. And I love ink because it's a transparent medium. Um, and I can layer it. I have to wait till it's bone dry before I put the next layer on. And I layer up these colours because it's transparent. You get this depth of colour layer upon layer, sort of nearly like that stained glass window. Yeah. And that's how I can um, create this unique style that I, I, I've been working on for a very long time. Yeah, and then I might add pastel, oil stick. I put rope in the ink, gold leaf, varnish, Whatever basically is at my in my studio in that creative moment, like while I'm in that expressive moment, I just do it. I, I'm never out to make a masterpiece. I'm just out to to get the energy out of my creative mind, what I want trying to achieve onto the canvas. And um, yeah, it's fun. And that space while you're creating, um, and you know even with writing, that space you're in where it's just flowing, that's the space you want to get back to. That's that's the attraction. And oh, that's it's, it's such a beautiful people. space to be in as well. Yeah, and I give people that emo- um visually that maybe mm. don't get it or you know want it in, you know, I'm sharing that space with my visual works. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I almost uh, like I'm kind of getting goosebumps as you're talking because that in itself, meditation is such a um, it's it's obviously something we're a lot more um, we're used to hearing the term meditation now compared to maybe five ten years ago, um, but meditation is a really interesting um, skill because it can take. It, it actually is a practice. You have to kind of practice at it. It, it can be challenging. Um, there's so many different types of meditative states. Um, and creatives definitely get the capa- have the capacity to be able to enter that space. But what they create in the space yeah. is, um, is really beautiful. But to, to be able to share that moment with your pieces is um is absolutely beautiful we will make sure for those of you listening going oh god this is all audio and i want to see um we will make sure that all of lara's um contact details and her website and all um links to everything are in our show notes and on our social media posts as well um, because you definitely have to see the work to understand what we're all visual (laughs) yeah definitely um so we as i said earlier um first heard about you and your work through Kristen Nock um from Bing yeah. Street 
um, hotel. So we interviewed, I interviewed um, Kristen for uh, season one of the podcast and talked all about the hotel in at in Orange. Um, so how did you end up connecting with the hotel or with Kristen and, yeah, and how did that all come about? One day I was in my studio and this lovely lady rang, Kristen rang, said, can we come and meet you in your Balmain studio? And I went, yeah, I'd love you to. Um, they were still living in Sydney at this at that time and they came and visited me and said, you know, they, they'd they heard of my work because um, I'd done a bit in Orange before. I used to actually work at Dubbo Original Gallery. So they knew of, of my work and they knew that I um, love to... Basically, I'm a gestural artist and I love to create new work and I'm very good at creating large-scale commissions. Um, and I, my commissions are always a collaboration of ideas from the between the collector and me. And so they really wanted to, they had this dream um, of creating this amazing hotel in Orange, which I know, I knew the space, I knew everything. And um, they wanted to bring all of the energy of the region. They're very interested in the colours of the region and, and tapping into the region. And they wanted a wow, a great, a large scale abstract artwork wow factor for their front reception that embodied um, the orange region, the wine growing region, the beautiful um, the beautiful landscape and colours of orange. Um, so, yeah, so something that, you know, the essence and palette of the place. So I was very lucky and we started talking and they visited me a couple of times and I too went and visited the um, construction of the hotel um, the whole time. Like I, we were planning the painting before the walls were up. <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. I loved all of their selections. I was, oh, they loved showing me what they, you know, selected yeah. for the timber and for the tile and for the chairs. And it was just so great to be a part of their energy. And in a yeah, sense, wow. their came, came to me and mm. we made these amazing works. And when I make a commission, I usually make two because they take so long to make. I make two sort of of different compositions, but like sister works. And, um, mm. It gives the client at the end has to select and they find that so difficult and sometimes. Oh, wow. Do they get to pick both if they just want both? That happens a lot, which is great. But um, we made these works called Tarware, which was all about um, the wine-growing region and they were just really, they were amazing. I love them. I'm still very, very proud of them to this day and still get lots of comments all the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. No, I did say the page um, on, on the Bing Street hotel um website and when I originally was researching to interview Kristen and I was like wow this place looks amazing and look at all these bright colors and look at oh, the vibe and they really and, did it like she and really where does that come I, from and then I work with the right from the start. Obviously have, oh, sorry glitching yeah on, I was gonna say on the website they've got you know details of you and the um just how they've selected pieces and and how collaborative the process has been so um you know, it, has, after, it was amazing and it was great working with Kristen because I really got what she wanted and I, I really mm-hmm. got yeah. the feel of it and I loved it and it was it was just so much fun oh that's so fantastic <laughs> which I suppose it's all got to be fun and that's the thing it's all about all of my artworks are joyful you know it's all about energy and, and joy of life really yeah so so if that's the case so so obviously you're seeking inspiration from 
what's happening in your day-to-day life. Sometimes if it is a commission piece, you're, you're really trying to tap into, um, you know, the people, the place, the whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any um, any pieces that have been a little darker and a little because um, everything seems really bright and vibrant and, and yeah. whatever. Else, like, um, is it, yes, I is love it always in mono scale actually. I love working in monotone, which is just black, white and grey. And I have done, I did do a darker series not so long ago called Nocturne um, and that was a really quite of a, a little bit more edgy, I suppose you could say, body of work. But, um, yeah, really my inspiration just comes from the energy and motion and emotion of the, my surrounding la- landscape. So I love to walk, go for hikes, exercise with my doggies and just be out in it and amongst it, whether it be in the city or on the beach or wherever I am within that landscape. Um, I really try to tap into that um, and absorb the essence and the form and the feeling and the palette of the place. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I great. guess you can always find some brightness. You can always find vibrancy I do. I just in everything, in any, anywhere that you go because it's there. I you see the positive see it. personality fault. I do see the positive in everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's amazing. So I think that comes through. I think that comes through. And I'm also very interested in with the energy and the power of the place, my works are not really of anything because they're of the energy and the emotion of the place and they're all about, you know, me creating, you know, being in that state. But I'm very interested in, like, everything under the surface, under the skin, under the water, under the earth, and that really, really slow latent energy that's happening that you can't see. I mean, what does that look like? What's, you know, how do you articulate that visually? And that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Wow. And that in itself is um is such a skill because it takes a level of almost an eye for it's like an eye for detail, but it's an eye for energy detail. It's not it's not surface level. It's you know, what am I feeling? What am I yeah. what am I pulling what can't from? I see? Yeah. When mm-hmm. I used to teach the children um at the gallery, I used to, we used to go out into the uh, paddock or whatever and I used to say, you know, let's all draw the tree. So we all had our charcoal and our sketch pads and what have you. I said to the kids, now, I don't want you to draw what you can see. I want you to draw the energy of the tree. What does it feel like inside the tree? And like I used to say, think about little ants walking the energy of the tree, like being little ants inside and and draw me that. And some of the kids would get it and be be like blown away and some of the kids just couldn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the, the beauty of us as human beings is that some people would hear that and go, whoa, that's really woo-woo and I don't get it and it's not it's not kind of like just straightforward enough. It's not black and white enough yeah. and, and that's totally cool because those and people go off and do incredible well, things. Well, then I'd say, well, just draw me what you see. Then I'd say, just draw me yeah. what you see. But then yeah. I'd give the other kids a little bit of an edge to, you know, go further. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow, that is incredible. So for anyone that's listening at the moment and is either, you know, has thought about tapping into their artistic side, has, you know, taken the year of 2020, like I, I definitely did. Like I picked up the paint a paintbrush after not painting for 20 years and, and that's what I did last year, which was so much fun um, and so great to just have the capacity to do that during restrictions and COVID and all that sort of stuff. Um but for anyone that's listening that's like, oh, it would be so great to just be able to just be and, and explore and what do they do? How do they get started? 
Well, you just got to do it. As Nike says, just do it. Um, basically, even Michelangelo started as a little boy um, sketching the stained glass windows at his local church. So you just got to practice, pick something, pick something that you love, like um, another another painting of an artist, another um, beautiful image and any sort of an idea and get some paper or a canvas and go to the art shop and just give it a go. And, you know, your mum will always like it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best. Your mum will always like what you do. I'm a mum and I do. Mind you, I'm I'm such a mean mum though. So what I do with my kids um, especially when they were really little, is I used to make them cu- like cull their own work. So they'd bring something home and I'd be like, now is this for keeping or is this for getting rid of? And I'd get them to make the decision because I felt so bad that I was always like throwing out the neck, like the macaroni necklaces and stuff because I was just like, I don't need this. And I am like, for anyone that knows what I do in, in my business, I you know all about decluttering, all about being organized. Like I, I'm, we don't have a lot of stuff in our house. And so I was the mean parent that was like is this like on the fridge worthy or is this something you did today so your mum will always love your work though I, I agree with you Lara. So, um, give it a crack and someone that loves you will love it that's it that's it that's it <laughs> it's so funny um no that, that is a really good point and um as you said, um, art supplies are so easy to access now. Like even when you're talking about your childhood, I was thinking, yeah, like the thought of just having this endless supply of really vibrant colours and textures and whatever would have been really rare. Mm. But to be honest, if you just want to have a crack, you can buy art supplies from Kmart for like a couple yeah. of bucks. Like this works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward. If anyone listens to this and actually just give something a go share it on socials tag lara so she can see what's created because if she has inspired you then and definitely let let her know or let us know and i think that sort of that sort of stuff really fills my soul it makes me really happy when people just have a go it's always a really good thing um so you have obviously had your way past the whole let's just have a crack (laughs) so um you've had the pleasure of having your pieces all around the world, is there somewhere or someone or a place where you would love a piece of yours to feature? Oh. Have you got like the bucket list of where you want your pieces to be? I do. Well, I've collaborated with Designer Rugs Australia and made um, a range of um, carpet and rugs, which is just so fabulous. I love collaborating with other design professionals and and taking my imagery and their ideas and then creating something new. So I've done that with designer rugs and um, and Lux Walls. We do a wallpaper version as well. Um, I would love to continue to do that. I'd love to do that again this year. I'd love to have a wine label. Wow, so would that would be cool. Wine. So I need all those wine people out there to give me a ring, um, a gym wear and some earrings because I'm always a big earring girl. I love my earrings. Yeah, that is so cool. I was yeah. expecting you to say some like some place, like some building in New York or oh. somewhere. But yeah. you just, I love the fact that you're like, it's just, it's tangible stuff that people can wear or have or. Okay. You, yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. <laughs> I just no, but I think it, it really shows that that expressionist pace and it's all about the feeling that 
it isn't necessarily about having, like, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that there is some building somewhere in the world that you're like, I'd love to have a piece in there. Yeah. But the thought of being able to wear your well, design, like for honest, me personally have, as a as I a don't know, but I know. Oh, sorry, it's glitching now. Sorry. I I tell you, um, yeah. I would love, however, in saying that, I would love to be featured in the new airport in Badgeries Creek. Ah. Yeah. That would be very cool. That so what would you have what do you have in mind? Like what what would be um, the best? maybe um well I know designer rugs like maybe the flooring, the carpet. Um or somewhere, somewhere like that. I think that would be really cool. Really cool. That would be very cool. And they're at the state like now with their project planning, so they're at the right level. I think as a, so, just a day-to-day person, we don't industry, realize like, how much yeah, and sorry for our listeners who may be kind of going, what's going on? We're having a few glitchy internet things and Lara and I are kind of talking all over each other, so apologies for that. We both have a lot to say, so that's just going to happen. Sorry. Um, but as a kind of day-to-day person, I guess you don't realise how often you walk through places like public places or airports or major buildings and, and there's someone behind that. Um, I had never really to. I think the um I want my artwork to be shared. So I want like with a wine label or on the carpet at the airport or you know, just so it's accessible to everyone. And everyone can enjoy it, I suppose. That's really playing without even thinking about it. Yeah. Accessibility. Accessibility yeah. for um, for the arts is, is is such a big part of it. And I guess that's what we think as well. Um like even when I was reading your bio before we sat down today. I I was like, wow, this is so impressive, and and I know that you, you've got pieces all around the world, and and that's fantastic. Um, but then, as I said a moment ago, when you were like leggings or earrings, or I'm like, that's so accessible because if I love your pieces, but I just am not in, the, I don't have the capacity to ever commission you or or purchase something from your gallery to know that there are collaborations that you've done, be it with rugs or maybe some in the future where I can have a little bit of Lara Scolari in my life. That is that is really cool. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> well, Thank maybe you. you'll just have to, like, sell them at the at your gallery, maybe some earrings. Yeah, but I don't, like, I, I, I could do it myself, but I'd rather just, I'd rather work with another, I'd rather just stick to my knitting, if you understand. Like, I'd yeah. rather just stick to what I do and then yeah. find a fellow creative, who, a design professional who can take that imagery and, and push it further, you know? Yeah. This is what we're all and about. It's pushing further. Yeah. yeah. And the collaboration of those two elements is, is always fantastic as well. So that is amazing. You. Creating, 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 you know. Awesome. Yeah, it's all the layers and even as the way that your pieces work and the fact that they take so long and the layer upon layer and and, and just how something grows and evolves over that time is, is definitely important as well. So we're pretty much still at the start of the year. We're recording in late January. I'm super excited that my youngest son has come back to school today. Oh, so it's like, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know how you girls did it. I can see you've got the same look on your face. You're like kids, school. (laughs) Um, So now that we are kind of getting stuck into the year properly, now that everyone's going to be back into some kind of routine, what is on the horizon for you? Are you working on anything 
Um, are you planning anything big for this year? What, well, where are you last at? year I had a lot of overseas travel organised and a lot of overseas exhibitions that were um, obviously cancelled. This year I'd like to, and we've just heard Queensland's back open, so I'd like to go back. I've got a couple of shows in Melbourne and mm-hmm. I've got a uh, couple of shows um, in Sydney and I'm really excited to exhibit again. Yeah, really excited. And just to travel and explore the world. Um, yeah, just and keep painting, just keep creating, just tapping into that magic. Definitely. So if people want to connect with you and come to the exhibitions and, and those sorts of things, um, is your website the best place to find yeah, that information? Um, Instagram, I'm pretty prolific on Instagram as well, um, at Lara Scolari Gallery and my website um, larascolari.com um, has got lots of information on it and then that from there they go I always talk about what's happening and and please you know just get in touch send me a message and uh, I'll shoot you free tickets or whatever like we get lots of things um, when these big art fairs happen you get a lot of stuff and we want as many people to come as possible so yeah yeah definitely well we will as i said make sure that all of lara's details um especially social media handles and those sorts of things are in the show notes as i said if you decide that you're going to pick up a paintbrush a pastel uh, whatever a crayon a pencil whatever it is and you create something um after today's podcast definitely tag us tag lara we would love to see what we have inspired you to do now, speaking of inspiration, this one's always a bit of a tricky one because kind of I encourage people to think of one person, but who is the per- first person that comes to mind that inspires you and why? Well, <laughs> I can't think of one person. It's a no, that's fine. No one ever really. Collection of peers, yeah. teachers, fellow artists and my friends, they continue, my family continually inspire me. But at the end of the day, I'm actually really just inspired by the energy and emotion and, and colour palette of our landscape. It's our country, our Australia, the essence of Australia. And um, whether I'm doing one of my bush ranger type series where I use the earthy bush ranger tones or I'm doing my um, the salt and sun series where I look at, um, you know, the turquoise and the blues, I just, yeah, I just, it's the energy of the landscape that inspires me con- continually. Yeah, and no particular person that comes to mind? No, no. <laughs> no, but how lucky are you that you have a, just like a sea of people that you're like, I love them all, they're all inspiring. Well, I do, yeah. Yeah, well, pop, and if anyone, probably myself at the end of the day. I've got to be true to myself. Yeah, That's what it's all you about. You know what? I'm going to give you a little round of applause for that. I've never had anyone that, like, I actually love that answer and I probably say it more often when I'm not interviewing people. I say that really often because I'm like, I get up and I do stuff every day and I have to kind of make it happen. Um, But it is not often that, especially as a woman, would we turn around and go, you know what, I inspire myself because I get up and I, I kind of do the thing or I find the magic in the piece or I love all these people and they know that I love them or whatever it is. So, yeah, hell yeah to that. <laughs> I know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's great. And yeah. we should know more of us should be actually kind of looking in the mirror and going, you're bloody awesome. I love you. 
you got up and did all the things today. Nice work. I love that. So take anything out of today. After you do, you know, you try your hand at something creative, just remember how awesome you are. It can be anything too, um, Carolyn. It can be like people can be creative in the garden. People can be creative in in like beautiful cooks, making amazing cakes. And some some people just like what they put on in the morning. I go, whoa, you know, it's so cool, so creative. Yeah. It's so true. It's definitely true. You can be well. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It has been such a pleasure pleasure to chat with you. Hopefully, um, we don't have too many glitches in today's episode. I think there are only one or two, but normally by the time this episode gets into our listeners' ears, we've cleaned them all up anyway. Um, It was such a pleasure to connect with you and share your story. As I said, if you would like to connect with Lara, attend any of her shows um, or just check out her work, um, please check out our show notes and we will go from there. We will chat to you again soon on the next episode of She Inspires Me. Thank you for joining us today and for being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe, to share this episode with your friends and family and to join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.